あーあー突き刺さった抑え込んだカウントはどうだ3つ入った勝ちました石井そして吉橋は初体感ものすごい消耗戦Ahoy, hoy, and welcome to the Never Open Podcast, the podcast open to everyone except Pod Dalky. But never say never. <laughs> I'm Luke, the host of the Never Open Podcast, and with me, as always, is Mr. Andy.、Uh, say some words, Mr. Andy. Well, are you going to start changing it up now? You know,、uh, last week, you know, it's a never open podcast open to everyone, including Yoshihashi. Now we're excluding again. I mean, we are supposed to be like kind of an inclusive podcast, Luke. Is it, is it okay to exclude Dookie? <laughs> he's never had a title. I just looked that up and. Oh, he's only 28, I guess. Yeah, all right. All right. Welcome to the Never Open Podcast, the podcast open to everyone, even Yoshihashi, even <laughs> Dowkey. No, not Dowkey. Yeah, <laughs>、uh, all right. Fuck Dowkey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I always say Mr. Andy, but that, that's a thing now. That's just, that's just going to happen. And、uh, here we are. We're doing a very, very small show today. We've only got one show to cover, and that's、uh, New Japan Strong. So we'll be. Having a bit of a chin wag about that. But before we, before we do that, there's some ways to contact us. So if you want to contact the Never Open Podcast, you can do that via Twitter, which is at Never Open Pod. Or if you want to talk to one of us、uh, instead of both of us at the same time, <laughs> you, can, you can do that too. I'm at Grumpy2, number two, and an EB, Grumpy2EB. And、uh, Mr. Andy is at Drusifer Tweets. Now, I think we did get a, a small email. I can't remember who sent it, and that guy's totally unsubscribed. But,、uh, <laughs> but he did send an email saying, hey, I want to、uh, review this, give the show a review. Where do I go? How do I do that? So, Mr. Andy, where does he go? How does he do that? Well, there's a couple of ways you can help us with that.、Uh, the, the easiest and best way would be to、uh, load us up in、uh, your Apple Podcast app. I, I know you're listening on an iPhone. I know it. I can see you holding it in your hand right now. I can see through your pocket and I can see that it's in there. I can also see other stuff, but I'll keep that to myself. But, you know, my point <laughs> is. Me is after that, the show. <laughs> just, you know, click on the podcast app, search Never Open Pod, leave us a review. And also,、um, you know, if there's an option to like us, for example, on other apps, you may be able to do that. Or you can subscribe on Podbean too, and you can leave us reviews and messages there as well. So all those、uh, links will be in the show notes, just like show notes like they are every week. So,、uh, you know, that's how you can help us out. And we really appreciate it. We're up to 20 reviews and five more. And we get the Luke、um, American accent reveal. So it's going to be a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. So let's hope you've got five different accounts, uh, emailer. Uh, <laughs> and uh, that lovely person who did email us, uh, uh, well, he or she doesn't have to be the only person to do that.、Uh, you can do that too.、Uh, even if you don't have an iPhone, you can do it via the computer, computer thing. It's true. At,、uh, and email us at、uh, neveropenpod at gmail.com. And、uh, if it's 
long enough. Well, that was just like a one sentence thing. And I was like, oh, I could respond straight away, but I was like, I'll save it for the show. So it's in their ear holes. And they'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do that. And then they finish the podcast and like, thank God that's over. What they want us to do? <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, we have a kind of a light show today, but uh, we thought we'd kind of keep the ball rolling because otherwise we'd get to uh, the three shows at the end of the month and that's all you guys want to hear about, right? So you, you, at the end of the month, you just want us to do those three shows, concentrate on those. Otherwise, we'd have like two more or three more New Japan Strong shows. So we thought, yeah, we'll keep the ball rolling to another episode or two. And we've got some goodies coming up as well. Uh, do, do I say that now or we just fucking surprise them? It doesn't matter. I mean, you're right. Next week, uh, you know, maybe Monday or Tuesday, we're going to have an episode drop that's kind of more of a evergreen episode just about uh, the factions um, in New Japan. And we're going to break down two of your favorite factions on Monday and Tuesday. So listen up and subscribe and smash that like. Yeah. All, your, all those Suzuki Gun and Chaos fans will be disappointed. But uh, don't be too disappointed because uh, we plan to cover those two factions uh, at a later episode. So stay tuned for that. So, yeah, I just let that out of the bag. We're doing LIJ and Ball Club. <clears throat> but that's all right. Gives people something to be excited for. I'm excited. I don't know about you. Yeah, I'm already excited. We haven't even done it yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. So, uh, I'm looking at the rundown. <coughs> Excuse me. Was there any news this week? I know um, one thing that happened to us, which was pretty cool, is that uh, I've been posting little videos and stuff of, uh, you know, some New Japan action. And last week, um, you had a, re- a match recommendation that was really cool. We'll get to that at the end of the episode. So, it, but is Masato Tanaka versus Carl Anderson? And so I posted like this really cool little reversal sequence that they did, and Carl Anderson retweeted it, and like thirty thousand people watched it, which is pretty cool. That's a fun. That's fun when that happens. And and Luke, how did you feel about your phone uh, just going off for like twenty four straight hours? Uh, I have. Uh, <laughs> I've never. Never had that before. You ever um, you ever come into some money? It's not a huge sum. It might be like fifty bucks or a hundred bucks or something like that. And it's not money you expected to have. Like you found it in your jacket one day, and you're just like, oh, holy shit, I'm rich. Think of all the things I could get with this money. It isn't much, but for for a short time, you're like, oh wow, I feel rich. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's how do I guess how do people deal with that if they're getting like lots of hits all day every day i don't i don't know i eventually just turned my phone on uh for a little while but uh i did check it every now and again and i was quite i was quite chuffed i was very very happy that people checked out the face uh, the facebook the fucking tweeties and uh some people joined us and maybe some of those people give us a listen too so if if that's how you found us Hey, thank you. And Jake, in case he's listening, but he's probably not. But just in case he is, uh, thanks, Mr. Carl Anderson. You didn't have to do that, dude. But uh, yeah, yeah, cheers. 
There's actually going to be a lot of Carl Anderson talk today. So uh, in kind of unexpected ways, hopefully. So that'll be yeah. fun. And uh, and we'll get to talk about that match later. You certainly will. And I'm looking at the rundown because, uh, you know, I'm always fucking you over with those uh, Kojima tweets. Uh, well, you're fucking Kojima over and the listeners. You know, <laughs> I, I am just an innocent bystander um, in all this, uh, Mr. Kojima, Mr. Brett. When are they going to get to the Kojima factory? But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, half of my half the things I say are, are Simpsons quotes, so <laughs> just be ready for that. All right, we, we've got a, a dramatic reading that we're going to do for everyone today. We've done these a couple times before. They're pretty stupid, but they make us both giggle. Which is which is why we keep doing them. Uh, I think the first time uh, I did a, an evil interview, not long after he won the title, and then a couple of episodes ago, Mr. Andy, oh, he was uh, Master Wato. Hey, Master Wato, what percent do you do? Like, what percent do you put into your matches? Well, I don't know about them Australia. Uh, schools and how they be teaching you your your you know ones and twos and ABCs and all that. But here in America, or excuse me, Japan. I'm from Japan, of course. Uh, we you know they teach us the math really well, and they teach us the you know talk like this. This is how everybody from Japan talks, of course. And uh, and I could break that down for you, but it could take a long time. And and Luke, I don't know if you're up to it. Yeah, I'm, I'm up to it. So as you can tell. Listeners, these are pretty dumb. <laughs> and, uh, we can't, obviously, as as two white dudes, we're not going to do the whole, you know, actually impression of them because that's a bit stupid and not good. So, yes, <laughs> here we are. It's a freaking interview with Tanahashi. I think it's part two. It's but, part 17, actually. He's got this interview series called Ace of so, uh-huh. What's that? Oh, 16. Shit. I can't read. I you need to go. I need to go to one of those master auto schools and learn how to read, you know? That's right. But what uh, percentage of a book do you think you'd, you'd read? Never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, it says Ace of 17. Oh, it's coming. Yeah, in, that's like, next. It's August. Yeah, all right. So they're already pimping out their next one. That's all right. That's cool. Well, are you are you ready, Luke, for the triumphant return of the Never Open podcast? <laughs> dramatic reading yes uh yeah sure all right <clears throat> all right Let me just have a, a sip of my my wine usually <laughs> when we record these it's my morning and uh, andy's night uh we've, we've shuffled things around it's uh, my night andy's morning this, all right. fact, this is usually new japan time isn't it yeah Mate. this is usually me getting ready for work after new japan time going fuck i gotta go to fucking work god damn it you know that's usually how that is but uh yeah, yeah. And All right. Bit, so. <laughs> well, here, here we go, Luke. So, last time we talked about your debut match on October 10th, 1999 in Kurgan Hall. Were your family there to support you, Tanahashi? They did, yeah. Altogether, I had about oh, 10, 20 people come cheer me on from Gifu. Then a group of uh, my colleague, uh, college friends. Did you speak with your parents after the match? Oh, yeah, I think we chatted a little bit after the match and uh, took a quick photo before they left. Can't really remember. 
But I think they congratulated me, that kind of thing, you know. I was just really happy. I might have lost the match, sure, but I felt like, okay, starting today, I'm finally a pro wrestler. It was the culmination of a lot of effort. I hear that wrestlers have to and greet all their senpai once they have their debut match. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, I did that. It's a long-held tradition. You don't, you don't just go to all, all the other wrestlers, but uh, all the staff as well, and say, thanks to your help, I've been able to make my debut. Oh, showing that gratitude. A remarkable thing about your journey is that you've scored your first win after only three matches. <laughs> you sound so classy compared to what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> You know, look, uh, I don't think I'll ever forget that. It was in Fukuoka. That, that, that first match of the card, I had that young lion fighting spirit from the jump. I was yelling at my entrance. I stayed amped up after the finish. I yelled on the way to the back. And Choshu was like, hey, shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't yell enough, he would call you out for that. Two though. Oh, 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 oh my belly. Oh. <laughs> I think he thought I was going too far. It was it was kind of hard to hard to find the right line with him. Staying up with that period around your debut, can you clear up a little urban legend? Oh, a little fact checking. Sure. In January two thousand. So long, long after you debuted, uh, Fujita, currently pro wrestling Noah, left New Japan Pro Wrestling. Sorry, what was Fujita's first name, mate? It's it is pronounced an interesting way, and I'm not. Uh, I, I it's Kazuko uh, Fujita. <laughs> uh, now the way Togi Makabe tells it, he and Fujita had a conversation in the dorm, and Fujita said. We'll see each other again someday. All the while, apparently, you were watching from the shadows and broke down crying like a little bitch. Oh, I can't remember it all that clearly. Repress the memory. But I, I might have had a tear <laughs> in the eye, perhaps. Then Bay got mad and said, I should be the one crying, not you. The hell are you balling for? What kind of guy was Fujita? Larger than life. I think he's one way of putting it. He gave it everything, including in training. I remember we had this big lat pull machine in the dojo, and he was the only guy that could work it to the highest setting. Oh, the old lat pulling machine. Oh, that wild man power. <laughs> oh, you talk about wild man. When we had Chanko... Uh, he would have the pork pretty much raw, like still red. Oh, Chanko must be a fruit or something, I don't know. Oh, my belly. Oh. Another thing I heard, maybe it's a bit rude to talk about uh, someone being thick-skulled, but he was, literally. Like when they took a cranium x-ray, his skull was literally thicker than most human beings. But he gave you his tights? <laughs> ah, yeah, he did. Black and white deals. He kind of took a shine to me. I remember that little birdie had told him something one time. He came up to me when we were all training together. He went, 
you used to do that student pro wrestling stuff, didn't you? I kept it a secret, so I was really taken aback. Oh, Tanahashi, you are a pill. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> this will be our final question. He right. was well informed. Fast forward to later in 2000, you were part of the Young Lion Cup that year. You went two and three and finished fourth. What the fuck? Who else was Young Lions back then and beat Tanahashi? I, it was Yosuzo Fujita, I think. I, I don't... <laughs> right. It was the first time in a while that they'd done a Young Lion Cup, but the company felt they had the depth there in 2000. I remember not really wanting to lose out to Kenzo Suzuki. Well, you got on well, and I want to thank you today, Tanahashi, the one out of 100, the greatest <laughs> man who ever lived that makes my belly feel so funny when I laugh. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's a little more, but uh, actually we were actually close to finish that time. Oh, we thought. were? Shit. My bad. That's well, all right. If you want to read the rest of the interview, guys uh, listening uh, with our voices and our stupid voices in your head, uh, just uh, the New Japan 1972 website and what is it, news or column? Yeah, news. And uh, yes. you'll see it, see the uh, well, I, I, just They're actually all really I, pretty good, but, um, you know. I can't just read them in my normal voice. That's boring. No, that's fucking boring. And, you know, I did do what every American does when they try to do like a British accent is it comes and goes. So, you know, that's just that was part of the deal. That was something I was trying to do. OK, Dad, and you went full like snooty British. Oh, yeah. Posh. Like uh, you're you're a posh douchebag reporter who's like, oh, man, I've got to interview wrestlers. <laughs> And you'd think, like, well, why don't you give that job to someone who loves wrestling? Well, what do you think, Luke? You, you think Kojima tweet next, or should we talk about this New Japan Strong deal? What do you think? Look, I reckon we'll do Strong first. That way we can um, pep ourselves back up with a, a Kojima tweet. What do you reckon? <laughs> what do you mean, Luke? All right, so New Japan Strong is the American New Japan show. It's on every Saturday afternoon for me. And uh, was that Friday night for uh, Americans, things yes, like sir. that. Uh, I watched this in English and Andy learned better. Uh, he he learned from his mistake last week and he put on the Japanese commentary because uh, once again, look, I don't dislike this guy. I'm sure he's amazing in the ring and stuff. I'm sure Andy will tell me, oh, yeah, man, don't you remember? Or haven't you seen this? I'm like, yeah, no, I haven't. I don't quite remember the name that much. So. Um, actually, yeah. now that you mention that, I do have a little note here. I did some research about that gentleman, yeah, um, and he was part of a tag team uh, called the Forever Hooligans, and they're yeah, with uh, Rocky, yeah. yeah and they're they former tag team, so you know, so he did wrestle and stuff. I like how your version of research was like, oh, dude. They said that on the show, man. Like, what are you doing? Well, I, I. Oh yeah, you listen to the Japanese commentary. Yeah, I actually oh, looked it up. I just like uh, everyone listening is like, oh, dude, he didn't listen to the same commentary. As you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, and I and I did notice. I don't know why, but the Japanese commentary. I can't do an impression of it, but it was there was a lot of giggling. It sounded like the two guys were trying to make each other laugh, and there was a lot of giggling going on. It sounded like they were chilling the fuck out. Uh, <laughs> good on them. Uh, well. I watched it. It's comment the Amer the English commentary version. It's commentated by the wonderful Kevin Kelly. 
and it's commentated by a guy who I'm sure is wonderful, but his voice sucks. Uh, sorry, Kozlov, uh, Alexander Kozlov, is that right? Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you're quite the worker and all that, all the power to you. Um, but no, maybe not commentary. My wife, excuse me, this morning says, oh, Chris Charlton said he's going to be covering that. And, I, and my brain, because I don't just woke it up, immediately thought, oh, holy shit. They learned from their mistake last week and they've gone, all right, let's redo this commentary with Kevin Kelly and, and Chris Charlton or something. And then it turned out what she read was Chris Charlton saying, uh, I'm going to be tweeting about it, dude. So, you know, <laughs> come join me. So I told you that they were covering it. And he was covering it, but you didn't care anyway. You were just like, <laughs> I'm listening to the wrong commentary. But once you know, twice shy, you know, yeah. One thing that is great. Is it was nice to return to the Dark City, um, you know, arena. We'll just we'll just call this the Dark City arena here, which is the uh, yeah. the ring is just floating in space. Which I, you know, I would be pretty cool if they could like poke a few holes in the curtains and make it look like they're stars. I mean, imagine how great it would be, you know, to wrestle in space. And then like Keith Sutherland comes out and stuff. Is he in that movie? He sure is. There we go. I remember that. I have seen it then. Oh, I've got it's to rewatch awesome. it. You'll love it. Yeah. It's an awesome movie. <laughs> so there it is. Like Kozlov's just like, oh, he kicked him. Kicked him again. Oh, kicks. Yippee. That's how he sounds to me. Look, feel free to berate me somehow. If you want to berate me on Twitter, you can find me at uh, Drusifer Tweets. <laughs> I dare you to email us. <laughs> I'll read that too. I will read a, a, an email going, Luke, you suck, and this is why. I'll happily yeah. read that out loud. I don't care. Absolutely. I'm not perfect. It's all good. All right. So, the first match, we've got Clark Connors and Jordan Clearwater versus uh, Logan Regal and Barrett Brown. Logan Regan, Regal and Barrett Brown sound like uh, NXT names. I'm not saying they've been in NXT, but it sounds like, uh, you know, they they crank the NXT name name thing and ding, 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 ding. You are now Logan Regal. And then William Regal's like, no, he isn't. <laughs> but it's spelled different, R-E-I-G-A-L. And look, it was during this match, I uh, I, I asked, I don't know, I don't know if I said this to you or, or not, but... I just said, uh, 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 Clark Connors and Alex, uh, <clears throat> the only young lions in the LA Dojo? Or are the other LA Dojo young lions not ready for TV? I know I know one of the LA Dojo guys is stuck over in well, Japan, which is uh, Mr. Grunty. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> um, oh, gosh. You got me. There's two um, guidance hey, right now in New Japan. Gabriel like, Kidd. Gabriel Kidd, yeah. Yes. So uh, he's I know he's an LA Dojo guy, but it feels like there's like those three. I know Carl Fredericks is one, but he's moved up now. So it feels like there's only one young lion now that uh, poor Alex C. <coughs> Coughlin? Coughlin? How to f- yeah. So there was news that he got injured, the poor guy. And the only other bit of news, I'll just go back to the start that I didn't mention Mr. Andy is uh, Togi Makabe is having some time off to shoot a movie. Okay. So there it is. 
Well, and the only other thing that happened this week was that New Japan had to cancel a show because a wrestler had a fever, and they did it, like, just a couple minutes before the show, and just, like, so the, the crowd was, like, already there and everything, you know, so which is a bummer, but apparently everyone was cool with it. Uh, Kojima let me know on Twitter, so, you know, I bet it was fine. But uh, you, say, you say that like he DM'd you going, hey, uh, hey my, my, my bread acolyte. <laughs> Here's some goss. Here's some gossip for you oh. for the podcast thingy that you do. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's a friend of the show at this point, you know. So, um, well, uh, Luke, I have a special connection, a very strange connection, I think, to one of these wrestlers here. Uh, the tall redhead dude, his name is Jordan Clearwater, and he's from my hometown. Um, he trained at a local uh, uh, pro wrestling school slash promotion here. It's the same place that Abyss uh, trained at it's the same place that Carl Anderson trained at and a few others um and uh I actually wrestled that guy <laughs> so um I have a it's long... true everyone he sent it's me true. a clip I watched it <laughs> so 100% legit <laughs> um I have a long if you don't know this I have a long and storied history as a pro wrestler um I tr- I've trained for over three and a half hours once and uh and then had a match and that match was with jordan clearwater it was at a local fantasy camp thing and obviously i'm kidding about all this but i'm not kidding about the fact that i did wrestle him so um you know we we're i'm gonna post the match up on uh on facebook or whatever the fuck the the twitter and the and all that shit the tweety yeah Yeah, and uh and one gif i'm gonna or you know a little video i'm gonna post is that i i kind of got some beef with this uh barrett brown guy or you know regal whoever got the the uh pin because he he fucking stole my shit you know when i defeated (laughs) jordan clearwater it was with a schoolboy. You know, I was a little trickier than him because I tripped him with the old schoolyard schoolboy combo, you know, but uh, it, it was a lot of fun. And and one thing about Jordan Clearwater, I, I was never, you know, I'm not trying to bury him because he's a really nice guy. He's one of those guys that quite literally he's the first guy there and the last guy to leave. Many times we'd be recording uh, on a, my old podcast, The Road Home from Wrestling. We'd be recording in the parking lot after one of his shows, and he would literally be the last person to leave hours after the show. We'd see it every week. And uh, he's just one of those guys that works really, really hard, and he's super nice. I have said many terrible things about him. Um, because I was never really a fan of his wrestling and the local promotion really pushed him really hard. In fact, we, uh, they we made arranged him for you, did they? Yeah, they did. They did. And in fact, like, for example, when we first started going, he was in a tag team and they would come out and do that cheesy, come on. Yeah. Bullshit. And so forever on the podcast, we referred to them as come on and yeah, of the generic baby faces. So we called their team like the generic Party. baby faces. And one of them was come on, one of them was yeah. And, you know, so I said a lot of bad things about that guy over time, making fun of him. And he was super nice to me when we did that uh, match and, and, like, taught me all kinds of cool shit. And, uh, you know, he's a good dude. So I'm really happy he's having success. I'm really not sure what New Japan wants with him, uh, maybe because he's tall, I guess. But, um, you know, he did okay in this match, but he did get the he did get pinned, right, Luke? He did. Look. How old is he? He looks like a young dude. He's like 21, maybe 22. Oh, fuck, man. That's nothing. Like, you, oh, I'm just saying, like, that's nothing. Like, you, you can 
say. Like, he doesn't quite have all the tools, as it were, but, like, he's, he's young. And uh, if, he's, if he's at a New Japan kind of uh, place, you know, interacting with and wrestling against all those kind of guys, there's nothing he can do but learn and soak it all up, man. So uh, he's in a good position. Good on him. Hey, so, so we got Clark Connors. One more yeah. thing, Luke. I'm sorry. One more right, thing. Dude. Um, right. <laughs> so his gimmick is the golden boy. And I'm pretty sure that's we used to make fun of him by calling him that and say that he had the keys of the castle and because he got this monster push always at the local promotion. And I'm pretty sure he turned our joke into his gimmick. So, you know, um, there you go. He, he's yeah, got the I, name of a uh, six. He sounds like he's got the name of like a psychedelic 60s rocker as well. Oh, so Jordan Clearwater. Yeah. it's a pretty cool name. I, I do like the name. He was originally a cowboy gimmick, and that was like, oh, I'm Jordan Clearwater. I sure am, you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah, but down, uh, but down, anyway, down, I guess. Down, 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 down. <laughs> right. So we've got Clark Connors and Jordan Clearwater versus Logan Regal and Barrett Brown. Uh, I've, well, you've got uh, some knowledge of Jordan Clearwater, obviously. I've never seen, the only person in this match I know is Clark Connors. Dude. And. Uh, I did say to you at one point during this match, uh, Clark Connors is the young lion and he's the best in the ring. Definitely. Uh, I don't mean any disrespect to everyone in this match. They're all young bucks, man. They're, they're all young up and comers. So, like, you know, I'm not trying to uh, piss and shit all over them, but uh, it was an all right match. Uh, but uh, Regal pins Jordan Clearwater, which shocks the shit out of me because I'm just like, you've got a young lion in this match. Uh, shouldn't it be Clark Connors eating the pin? Like, if you other three aren't young lions because, you know, you're dressed in your gimmicks and shit, Clark Connors out there in the black trunks and boots. He didn't even get pinned. It's a schoolboy on Logan Regal, by Logan Regal, on Jordan Clearwater. And I'm like, I've never seen that before. I I don't. I don't Have you seen that before? Have you seen a match where, like, there's a unless there's a young lion on both teams, right? Yeah, like a six man or a tag team. Unless there's a young line on both teams, I've never seen it at a New Japan match where there's a young line on one team and that young line doesn't get pinned. That kind of surprised me. Well, in this case, he's the old lion of this group. So I, this this show is weird, Luke. And I don't I, I'm trying I don't want to shit on it or anything. I'm not trying to be a jerk, but I'm kind of waiting and seeing with the show. Are we going to get good stuff? Is this going to be cool? Because it's it's you know my opinion of it. If uh, you know if I was using Master Watto's math skills, I'd say like 80% of the show is stuff I don't really want to see. And then 20% of it's like, okay, all right, we got something here. Maybe we can build on this, you know, and it just kind of breaks the rules of New Japan a few times. Like you mentioned, it's just kind of, I don't know, it's just kind of weird. It doesn't look, yeah, I think every, this is our ninth episode. And I think if anyone's listened to us at all, uh, I think everyone gets the impression that we love this shit, right? And we love a lot of wrestlers that are on tonight, but there's no crowd not even young lions around the ring or anything. It just feels really Southern. quiet. Yeah, that's right. Just Kiefer Sutherland keeping an eye on things. It's the only actor from that movie I can remember off the top of my head. <laughs> um, so, you know, we don't go, oh, fuck, we've got to watch New Japan Strong. Oh, my God, we're going to hate on it. We've been like, all right, New Japan Strong. All right, come come at us. Like, we, we, we want to love it. Uh, so we got a we got our second match here, and I like so many people in this match. We've got ACH, welcome back to New Japan, Mr. ACH, 
we have missed you. Uh, um, things didn't quite work out for him in, in other areas, but I'm glad there's still a home for him in New Japan because he's, he's a really, really, really good athlete. So good on him for coming back. Uh, we've got ACH with TJP. That's uh, TJ Perkins. Yep. And uh, a guy I've never seen before, Alex Zane. And they're fighting uh, PJ Black, Mysterioso, and a guy I don't know, Blake Christian. I just want to say PJ Black, uh, I can't remember what his WWE name is, but people will remember him from that. I remember him more, I guess, from uh, Lucha Underground, you know, being in that uh, uh, Johnny Mundo rock and roll group, which was fucking hilarious. Unfortunately, these days, look, I don't have anything against his hair, Actually, I do. It sucks. It looks yeah. like he's got booger, booger dreads. It's like that shade of green with, with dreads. He's still a fucking awesome athlete and incredible to look at. So, like, I've got <laughs> it's just yes, the hair. And then, and then, well, what about you, Luke? What's your hair like? Well, it's brown, it's graying, it's balding and receding. So, yeah, my hair sucks too. Shut up. <laughs> That's why I can comment on bad hair, Andy, because I've got bad hair. I don't even want to talk about hair, all right? I just don't want to talk yeah. about it. Well, you know, I'm catching up to you, dude, so it's all good. <laughs> Alex, Alex Zane's got some kind of multicolor hair thing going on. I don't know what's going on there either. But, yeah, ACH, TJP and Alex Zane versus PJ Blake Mysterioso and Blake Christian. Uh, Zane does this insane shooting star press, but he does he lands with this, like this double stomp or something on PJ's back. I thought that was pretty cool. But then, uh, you know, it, it, I think everyone gets a little bit of a chance to shine in this match to uh, show what they got. So if you like ACH and TGP, well, if you like any man in this match, there's a little something for you in it. It's fine. It's a little short, though, I think, which uh, I think for these six men, I would have liked something a little longer than seven minutes, 55 seconds. But uh, PJ Black hits a move called the placebo effect. What he does is he does a springboard 450 kind of splash onto uh, Zane, Alex Zane, and PJ Black picks up the win. Look, uh, I'm telling you, I wouldn't mind seeing a little bit more of PJ Black in, in New Japan. I know he's got the in-ring, uh, so I'd, I'd be interested to see what he has against uh, some of the other guys. And I'd if uh, they allow travel back to... Japan for some of these workers eventually. Uh, I can see TJP being a uh, really cool Super Junior champ. Same with ACH. So, yeah. What do you think of this one, Andy? It's a little short, but it's kind of solid. Well, I have some personal experience with uh, a lot of these wrestlers. Alex Zane is from Kentucky, which is just you know a couple hundred miles away from me, and uh, Blake Christian's from my area as well. So I've seen them on the Indies quite a bit, and I think that Blake Christian is a future star. Um, if he yep. can get like look figured out, because like his gimmick is he's all heart, which I don't. It's like nothing, you know. His gimmick is nothing, but he's. If you're in New Japan. Pretty much they're all all heart, right? Right, yeah. I, I don't – it's a dumb gimmick. But <clears throat> as a wrestler, he is fantastic. And I – when when you see one of these flippy guys – because this is just a flippy match. All these guys are flippy guys. When you see one of these flippy guys – 
you say he's a tremendous wrestler. I mean, like, he's a great all-around wrestler. Like, I've seen him in matches where the whole thing is based around him selling, and he's not able to do any of his flippy shit. Uh, it's awesome. I saw him in a match once where somebody took out his leg, so then he had to do the flippy shit with one leg. And <clears throat> he's very, very good, and he's a guy that uh, is going to be a star, uh, you know, someday. Now, I've, Alex Zane's very good as well. You know, he's a little older than you think he is, too. I'm not sure exactly how old he is, but he's in his 30s. And then uh, ACH and TGP. I mean, ACH has been in New Japan. Uh, you yep. know, he I've was in the best Super Juice before. Um, yep. And because uh, he was in Noah at the time. And uh, he's just fucking awesome, man. I, one of the mm -hmm. first live shows I ever went to, he was on. And I he stuck out like a sore thumb as somebody that was like just fantastic. Uh, TJP's good too. Uh, PJ Black um, needs to get his own um, gimmick because there's a local wrestler named Facade uh, that's around here. He's the Neon Ninja, and PJ Black has just straight up stolen his look. I mean, it's the same look exactly. So, so fuck hmm. off, PJ Black. Well, the booger hair and everything. Yeah. Oh man, uh, Justin Gabriel. That was his WWE name. There wasn't you it? go. Yeah. Yeah, that was driving me nuts. So I thought everyone's fucking yelling at me, going, "Come on, man! Don't you remember that?" Yeah, they're jobbers, man. It's hard to remember jobbers, but I've liked PJ Black more since he left uh, WWE, I guess, because you get to see actually what he can do. Um, yeah, I wish ACH had have had more success where he went, but it didn't work out, and I guess that is what it is. We got a break here, and. Look, all these matches just feel kind of short. And what's amazing to me is they don't feel short when you're watching them. <laughs> and I, I, I don't mean that in a really bad way. I mean that in a, like it feels with the whole setup they've got there, it just feels, oh, man, maybe it's the cost of commentary as well. Like it just, yeah. But it, this one, this, this next match, is sh it's a short match, but I quite like it, and I quite like uh, the two men involved. Uh, I think if they were ever to have another singles match, I would like it to be you know, at least 15 minutes, twice the length of this, maybe 20, you know, just to see them go. Uh, we've got our first tournament match of the night, which is David Finley versus Tamatonga. It's very short, and I think it's very telling when Tamatonga just comes out by himself. Uh, surely Tongaloa would have been, should have been around there, but since he doesn't come out with his brother, I'm just like, oh, well, David Finley's winning this, isn't he? Like, you and I have, have just been like Kenter all the way, right? So, it's be. It is a decent back and forth. It, it is good. Like, in the right setting, seeing these two go at it, I think it'd be really good. Like, awesome. There's nothing, this match isn't awful. It's just short, and it was there. Uh, we've got a Prima Nocta on uh, Tamatonga, and Mr. David Finley advances to the finals. <clears throat> and then uh, do you want to add anything about the David Finley-Tamatonga match? Well, only that I messaged you like, hey, so David Finley has to win this, right? And you're like, yeah. And then we started to discuss what would happen if Tomatonga won and then he had to go up against Kenta and all these interesting things started coming in my head. And then I was, and then they didn't do that. And that's one of the reasons I'm not digging the show very much is because 
you I'm can coming see where up it's with, going, yeah. Yeah, well, and I'm coming up with ideas in my mind that would be way better, you know. So it's just kind of like, eh, I don't I don't know, but I'm willing to give him a shot. You know, like I said, this is the second episode, and the second episode of Star Trek The Next Generation sucks, but that show ended up being one of the best shows on television. So, you know. What blows my mind about Next Generation, Mr. Andy, is that the first two seasons, yes, they do have their gems sprinkled here and out, but that's it's that's 40-something episodes of Star Trek, right, those fucking first two seasons. Most of the first two seasons suck. It's not until they start getting into season three they're like, hey, maybe we should do it this way, and then it all fucking clicks, and then from seasons like three to six, it's fantastic shit. But, uh, yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> We're not going to do a Star Trek podcast. There you go. I, but, you know, this is this is wrestling in space, so it's similar in a lot of ways, you know? <laughs> yeah. What's that fucking Parisi Squares? They're going to have a yes. – that's going to be one of the king of pro wrestling options. Uh, Mr. Brett's going to say to El Desperado, we're playing Parisi Squares, motherfucker. And they're like, what? what? Wait, what? So dangerous, you know? Everybody <laughs> always breaks their arm playing Parisi Squares. Yeah. That's right. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember. can't believe I remembered that game. Uh, just the things that come up. Uh, all right. So our main event of the evening is Jeff Cobb versus Kenta. And uh, I'll say the same thing I said in the previous match. There's kind of a decent back and forth here and in, in, in the right environment. I think this would have been something a little more more special and interesting. But uh, I, I always kind of had it in the back of my head, and so did you, where this was going. Um, but... Uh, Shenanigan City, like the ref with the awful haircut. <laughs> I have bad hair, so I can comment on it. <laughs> I don't know what I feel about Kenta's hair. Sometimes I'm like, that's a pretty cool mop of hair. And other times I'm like, yeah, get out of here. All these 30-year-olds having fucking awesome hair. They can go get fucked. <laughs> what about Tanahashi, man? Hashi, he's older than both of us. Like, oh, not by much, but uh, and yeah, he's got a, a handsome lion's mane of hair lucky motherfucking genetics and shit <laughs> but uh oh well that is what it is but uh it, this is an all right match but uh, ref shenanigans uh, kick to the nuts inside cradle and kenta makes it to the final so it'll be uh, kenta versus david finley next episode which is uh fine i would have liked tjp to be in this tournament really but i guess he's a junior and this is a heavyweight tournament but that's right uh yeah solid all right stuff um i'm glad it's the end uh not because of the performers the performers all work hard and they do their best but uh because i don't have to hear mr kozlov's voice anymore um i kind of wish they did new japan strong the same way they did uh, lions break collision record the matches and then have uh, Kelly, Kevin Kelly, Gino Gambino and Chris Charlton. Like imagine how much more fun uh, the last two matches, David Finley and Tamatonga versus, and then Jeff Cobb versus Kenta would have been if Gino was on commentary because, you know, Gino's obviously got that bullet club bias and it would have added an element of kind of, you know, color commentary and fun to it. But I don't know, man. It is what it is. 
I messaged I, you during this match, Luke, and I said, how is this boring? How is this match boring? Why am I bored? Yeah. Like, and, and that's kind of the question I've asked myself during these, you know, shows is like, how is this boring? This is, should be exciting. And it just, it's just not, I don't know. Yeah. And I think it's a little telling when you and I are a little quiet on Twitter because we didn't, I don't think we, I, I tweeted a couple of times on, on, under my, my name. I don't know if you tweeted it at all, but, and then I was kind of quiet because, you know, I, I'd rather, you know, my, my, my Twitter handles grumpy to EB, but I try to, I, I don't know. I, I like to try to keep positive, I guess. You've called me out on a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm a mellowed out grump, you could say, but um, yeah, it's it's all right. And what pains and that pains me to say that a New Japan show is just all right because you and I have watched shows that have had nothing but. Remember the second night of the last batch of shows we watched. Remember, remember how yeah. you felt about that. Yeah. And that's all what all tag team matches every single match except for maybe the opening match which was uh, maybe Eugene Nagata versus a young lion or something like that. Uh, even the even the tournament matches were, were like six man tags. It was like tag team fucking city. But those four nights, and I think for you especially night two, uh, yeah. So I don't know. There's a bit of a disconnect with this this show compared to uh, what we're used to because even the empty arena New Japan shows when New Japan first came back. Didn't feel like they these matches do. Didn't feel yeah, that's like true. this. Um, well, I'm telling you, feel. the smaller ring has something to do with it. I know it does, and and just the presentation of it just it looks like they're wrestling in the middle of the night, you know, and it's just in in a field or something where you can't see anything, and it just kind of the presentation has to change a little bit for me to be interested. And uh, if the show continues in the direction it's going. I don't know that I'm going to continue watching it. Look, this is pretty much a uh, a good excuse for us to bang out an episode, and you want to just uh, hang out and uh, have a bit of a chit chat, really, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> but um, yeah, so yeah, that's well, you have uh, the, the finish of this too. You know, has. Uh, Kenta cheating to beat Jeff Cobb. So, I don't know. And you said something to me like, like, why is this boring? Or like, oh, something like that about Kenta. And then Kenta gets on the, the you know, backstage doing his comments. He's like, I don't care. You know, all this kind of stuff. And doing, you know, your typical heel Kenta shit. And I'm just like, uh, in this environment, yeah, I don't know, man. You might need to pull something out. <laughs> yeah. No one's no one's hit. You know how you you were talking about this early on in our run here. You you're talking about like when when there's big matches or important matches and stuff, they might not always hit like the fifth gear, but they'll zoom into like third and touch fourth gear, you know, towards the end of the match. But we haven't really seen anything kind of like that. There's been no kind of standout matches to make me go, holy shit strap in sit your ass down and watch it and that's a shame because there's so many wrestlers on this show that you and i like oh there's very few wrestlers on the show that you and i dislike really like if they're people we don't know we're like great show us what you got let's become fans of these guys 
And if we do know them, we're like, well, we're already invested in them. They're cool. Like, let's see what they got. And and yet it does feel like a flat show, and that sucks. And, yeah, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Yeah, we've cheered up your morning, noon, or night, whenever you listen to this. But as as much as it pains me to talk a little shit, uh, you know, we got to be honest and stuff, don't we? So uh, what what's next, Mr. Andy? I am going to totally nail this and go, it's Kojima time. Am I yeah. right? Well, we got to break. break. We just put everyone to sleep talking about New Japan Strong, so we got to wake them up. And, uh, <laughs> man, Kojima was, you know, he's he thinks about the past a lot, you know, and he reflects on it, and he's thankful, you know. And so that's kind of what the this was all about yeah. to, uh, today, you know. Um, yeah. and, and it also may lead to a future match uh, recommendation because it says, Kojima's tweet says, Today, 10 years ago, I won the G1 Climax. There is a word 10 years ago, but I remember the day clearly. I remember, but records are also important. With the result, I feel like I'm still fighting in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And and he is. He is still fighting. So Yeah, man. That's a nice nostalgic kind of tweet for him. He's uh, what he's about 49. He's kind of in the tail end of his uh, illustrious career, and that's no fooling, man. This is a multiple-time All Japan champion and a multiple-time New Japan IWGP heavyweight champion. You know, this guy's no joke. He's the fucking real deal. He's awesome. All right, Luke. So, uh, Let's get yeah. to the good shit here, you know? So we, we've been waiting <laughs> to talk about this stuff because, man, oh. you – we had some great match recommendations this week. In particular, you really hit it out of the park. Um, so let's get into the match recommendations. Luke, what was yours last week? All right. So this is the Never Open podcast. We've got a very major New Japan, uh, sorry, IWGP Never Open weight title match coming up uh, at Jingu Stadium, which, which is uh, – Shingo Takagi versus Minari Suzuki, a dream match for me. I am super excited. I won't shut the fuck up about it. Um, won't shut up about it here. Won't shut up about it on Twitter. And uh, probably my wife wants me to shut the fuck up about it too. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's a big, big match for me coming up at the end of the month. And so I had the Never Open Weight title on my brain. And I was like, well, how did it all start? Well, there was a tournament for the, for to uh, to crown the first New Japan oh, IWGP Never Openweight Champion. Now, I went straight to the finals. I wanted to see the first ever match where two people competed for that belt. And that match is from November 19 in 2012. And it's... Uh, Shibuya Axe Never Open Weight Championship match, Masato Tanaka versus Machine Gun Carl Anderson. Oh, it's before the Machine Gun stuff, isn't it? So it might just be Masato Tanaka versus Carl Anderson. I don't know. You'll be able to tell me if I'm if I'm wrong and shit. Uh, I don't. I I've seen some of Carl Anderson's WWE work, which he was criminally underutilized. Because if uh, what I've seen of him outside of New Japan is any indication, yeah, yeah they all fucked up. 
because uh, this match is fucking cool as shit. Masada Tanaka versus Carl Anderson, like, it's a brawl on the outside almost right away. <clears throat> I would say, like, before I continue, for, for a match of this importance and, like, everyone's just like, it's just a never open well title. Well, fuck you. Listen, look at the name of the podcast. <laughs> it's my favorite belt. Um, Andy agreed to the name, so I have to have to think that it's either your favorite belt or you got a fondness for that title as well. And... <laughs> And um, I forgot my point, so I look stupid. But it's a really good match. Oh, the venue. For such an important match, the venue is really weird and small and there's not a huge crowd. Uh, and that sucked because this match is fucking awesome and it should have been, you know, something done in front of Osaka or fucking Corican Hall or some shit like that. But nevertheless, <clears throat> besides, apart from the shitty venue... Uh, this match is fucking awesome. It's got everything you want to never match. So this match is never as fuck. Lots of strikes, kicks. There's a couple of nasty arm submissions by uh, Tanaka. There's <clears throat> Tanaka goes through a table, and you think, oh yeah, he's all right. That did like he ate it, but it, that didn't look too bad. No, he fucking gashed his arm on the table, and then proceeds to use that arm with the gash in it to beat the shit out of Anderson. And I'm just like, holy shit, this is never as fuck. I've never seen that before. And uh, I will say, like, Anderson's got this kind of jump, kind of pump kick that he does to people's faces. Does about four or five of them in this match. They're awesome. They're all on point. They all look like, they all look nasty, like they freaking hurt. Um, there's, there's, it, this is just a great wrestling match, but, uh, you know, Masato Tanaka with, uh, one final Larry or something like that becomes the first never open weight champion. Uh, it's a sh- short match, about 15 minutes, but you know, that's, that's the never open weight championship, man. And never open weight matches are, uh, all beat each other up and very little rest. So, you know, you're not going to get your 40 minute, 50 minute marathons with the never open weight belt. Uh, I, I, I loved it. I didn't know what to expect at all, even though I, um, know that Masato Tanaka is pretty good. And I've heard that Carl Anderson is pretty good. <laughs> no offense to him. Like I, I haven't, I, I, I've just seen most of WWE stuff. He's, he's caught on it, but, as I said, underutilized. What do you think, Mr. Andy? Did you like this match? Yeah, <clears throat> it was a big surprise <clears throat> because I, you know, I haven't seen any Masato Tanaka in New Japan. I've seen lots of Carl Anderson. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he is one of those guys, just like every guy in New Japan, that, like, you watch him in tags and they're fine, and then they, but they can turn it on, you know, and that's how Carl Anderson always was, is whenever he gets, a, like, a high-end singles match, he can just fucking turn it on anytime he wants. And um, and that's what he did here. One of the things that stuck out to me was the arm thing. And what you know, so what happened is Carl uh, Anderson arm? do what? Tanaka's arm, you mean? Correct. Yeah. So Carl Anderson puts uh, Masato Tanaka through a table with like this island driver thing, and then and Masato Tanaka's arm starts bleeding, but it also starts swelling up and changing color. And um, He's looking at it like, I'm pretty sure that's broken. 
And I thought, I'm pretty sure his arm's broken. And then he starts using it to beat up Carl Anderson. And like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, an, I mean, it's, it's usually you would say that, well, that's not good in wrestling. You know, he's, he's, but the thing is, is that he was showing concern clearly, but he knew he had to use that arm to beat him, whether it was broken or not. And so it was really, really cool, kind of a really interesting and different way to show some fighting spirit. And uh, I thought the match was incredible. And I was I didn't know who was going to win. Um, so the you know, the finish was a surprise to me. And uh, I just I really enjoyed it. I think if you're out there listening to this, you will have a blast with this match. It's really good. I highly recommend it. How never is it for you to have uh, won your first, the very first New Japan Never Openweight Champion? He won it with a freaking broken arm. Yeah, that's <laughs> never as fuck, you know, for sure. Yep. So, uh, yeah, that's just that's a freaking awesome match. And you took me down uh, memory lane again with your pick. Uh, you When we first started this show, I had a tendency to, to pick matches that uh, you've seen before. Now I think I've branched out a little bit and uh, picked a couple of things you, you hadn't watched, but this is the first time you've chosen a match I'd seen before. It's from last year. I'll let you talk about it, but uh, I rewatched it again just this evening and uh, it holds up. It's pretty fucking good. What was it? Well, I have two lists of matches that I want to recommend. Um, one list is like standards that I always go back to that I just think are awesome matches. And then the other ones, the other list is like, you know, relevant to what we're talking about. So I, I knew that you were, you had picked this never open weight match. It's a heavyweight match pretty much. And I was like, ah, we need to get some more junior stuff on here. And so, um, one of my favorite matches from, uh, the best, the super juniors last year was Shingo Takagi versus Dragon Lee at the time. Now he's called Ryu Lee. Um, and, uh, you know what I came away uh, thinking after, uh, after that match is that we're going to get into it later this year. Maybe, maybe not actually. Um, usually new Japan has this relationship with this, uh, Mexican company called CMLL. And, um, <clears throat> that's where a lot of really great wrestlers come from. And that's where they send their guys on, on excursion and stuff like that. And yep. usually I'm not super happy when the CMLL guys show up in New Japan, because there's some of them that are just kind of like, they're just so botchy. They just don't, they don't fit in. However, like T-Tan or something. Yeah, fuck T-Tan. Exactly. Yeah, I don't like it. But every year, you know, they, those guys show up sometimes for the for the best super juniors. And, and this year I was really happy about it because it brought us Dragon Lee and Dragon Lee. I mean, this is not going to be the last time you're going to hear us talk about him, uh, especially in this match recommendation section. It's Shingo and him just crushing it. And you want to talk about no rest in a match. This match is like 100 miles an hour the whole time. And it goes from, you know, it, it's, you know, basically it's Shingo doing the uh, being the base for uh, Dragon Lee to do cool shit. But there's also yep. all these amazing strike exchanges, too. I mean, it's just. It's awesome, man. It's just a fucking great match. It'll make you so happy and go, oh, my God. If you've never seen Dragon Lee, you'll be like, who is this guy? Oh, my God. He's amazing. And his entrance music will make you shake your booty. So just letting you know. Oh, that's a banger, isn't it? <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> oh, man. That's, that, I, was, I remembered that as soon as you uh, just brought it now. I was like, dude, dude, dude. 
Duh. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty great. That, that theme tune's a banger. Uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to, like, so New Japan has strong ties with CMLL. Uh, Dragon Lee, uh, now Rio Lee, has left CMLL. But uh, New Japan's not stupid. They're just like, uh, we're going to let this guy work here because he's awesome. Uh, he's like, yeah. I don't remember the first match of his I ever saw, but you'd never forget him. If that makes sense, like, you, you, you remember Dragon Lee, the name, if, even if you don't remember every match, like, I've seen lots of wrestling matches, but uh, he, he sticks out like a, a really good sore thumb because he's fucking incredible. Uh, <clears throat> it, yeah, like, just see some of his matches with Hiromi Takahashi, except maybe one where, even though it's a good match, there is a... There is a neck-breaking botch. Oh, man, that's, that's scary. Uh, you know what bravery is to me, man? Bravery is like, man, I broke my neck in a match with Dragon, Dragon Lee. You know what I'm going to do when I'm recovered? I'm going to have a fucking even better match with him when I'm back. Thank yeah. you, Hiromi Takahashi. I love you. You're, you're amazing. Uh, and that match was that, that one where him and Rhea Lee pretty much slapped their, each other's chest for like 10 minutes. It was fucking never as fuck. It was awesome. This match is fucking cool. It has lots of shit I like. So it might as well be a never open title match. Like, uh, And some of these things I'm going to read out are shit that Dragon Lee does himself. Like, But uh, there's a Death Valley driver that Shingo does on uh, Dragon Lee. I am a huge Perry Satin fan, so I love seeing the Death Valley driver. Uh, awesome straight jacket German by... Uh, Dragon Lee and there's things like, like like this bounce off the ropes German. He throws someone f- front first into the ropes, catches them German. Oh, awesome shit. And that's not even including like half the awesome shit Shingo Takagi does himself. Uh, like brutal clotheslines and strikes and, you know, your, your general kind of awesome Shingo shit. But he eventually catches Mr. Uh, R- R- Dragon Lee or now really in the air and Last of the Dragon, one, two, three. And not only that, like, you have to understand, like, uh, Dragon Lee's the Super Junior Champion at the time. Yes. So Shingo didn't just win, he pinned the champion. In in convincing fashion. And, you know, and, and oh, another please, thing. Like, no doubt. A, another thing about this match is that everything's just fast. I mean, like, when you're, you're mm-hmm. talking about this release uh, suplex and all that stuff, it's happening, like, that it's just like it's like they're bouncing off the road like, oh that's it moves over and it's a really really high pace work rate match and uh yet at the same time it's you know it's tremendous it's god it's fucking it's great. a kind of match where i can't do notes on it until it's finished because uh i'm like i'd be i'd be typing straight jacket german i'm a two-finger typing <laughs> by the way my two pointy fingers straight jacket german i'll look up and then i've probably missed a whole bunch of other yes. crazy shit too so it's definitely one to 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 watch first. So uh, that's what I did. Yeah, uh, I loved going back the, back back in time to something I'd seen before, but rewatching. It's a really good match. Uh, I will say another guy that they brought in for that best of Super Juniors that was also fucking phenomenal was Bandito, and if they ever bring him back, I'll be very very happy. Yeah, he's awesome. So Randy, let's let's have uh, you go first this time. Uh, what's your match for next week? 
Well, I'm keeping it in the juniors, and um, if you are not familiar with New Japan, one of the most legendary junior recent junior feuds was between Hiromu Takahashi and Kushida. Uh, if you you know if you've seen Kushida on NXT, you've been like, what's the big deal about this guy? He doesn't really do anything. Oh, well, <laughs> so um, which dude. is a crime. But uh, he is, you know, was one of the best juniors ever in New Japan. And I'm not just saying that. That's not hyperbole. He's literally He's phenomenal. one of the best juniors of all time. And the only reason he really left New Japan is because he'd done everything that there is to do. And he's so small, he can't be a heavyweight. You know what I mean? He's just so tiny. It would never, I just can't, yep. I can't see no, it happening. Yeah. They would have done it a long oh, time <clears throat> So, um, you know, but Hiromu Takahashi, when he came back, you know, he feuded with a couple different guys. And one of them that he feuded with for a long time was Kushida. And they had several different matches. This one is the one that just shocked me. It absolutely shocked me. I watched this match live. It starts off insane and it ends insane. And you're not you're going to be like really surprised by the match. Um, so it's it's from. um so we got Kushida, uh, who is the junior heavyweight champion as a championship match versus Takahashi, who remember Takahashi at uh, Tokyo Ryogoku. Um, and it's on April 9th, 2017. Very, very interesting match that will make you go, wow. And it'll make you want to watch their other matches because they have some fucking really, really big ones uh, later on and before that. And my God, this, this feud is just tremendous. I, I like the year 2017, April 9. This is uh, a good couple of months. Can you hear me? My, my computer yes, or something's fucky. I uh, can hear you. It went do do do, and I'm like, what what happened? But um, <laughs> this is a good this is a good couple months before I started watching New Japan. Um, so I have not seen this one, so I'm I can't wait. Yeah, they're both in they're, they're both crazy talented, so I can't wait to. I can't wait to check it out. So my ma- my match of the week, uh, I had a feel like I'm just feeling it because, look, I know most of the people listening, they're probably more interested in uh, seeing Hiromu Takahashi beat the shit out of Taiji Ishimori. That's fine. Or they want to see Tetsuya Naito give comeuppance to evil. That's also fine. That's perfectly valid. I think everyone listening knows the match I'm looking forward to the most uh, after show and before show and Sonata, like I'm looking forward to that one too. That's gonna be a fucking banger. Oh man, I don't even care what stipulation they choose, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> for uh, King Kapow. of Pro that's just gonna be f- kapow. That they're just gonna go nuts. But my my most anticipated match, of course, is Shingo versus Minaro Suzuki. And I thought, well, let's keep this never open for the, let's keep the story of the first never open champion rolling. So I'm going to do my, for the next few episodes at least anyway, I'm going to do the story, I guess, of the first Never Open Champion. Uh, then I'll give it a bit of a break before I move into the uh, the second Never Open Way Champion. But the first Never Open, Never Open Way Champion is Masato Tanaka. And I have a match with him. Let me just check the date. It's January 4th, 2013 at the Tokyo Dome. So I guess he's had a bit of time off to fix his fucking arm because, dang, that was nasty. It's uh, the very second ever Never Openweight Championship title match. It's Masato Tanaka versus 
Shelton Benjamin. Uh, <clears throat> I know Shelton went here, there, and everywhere after his first stint in the WWE. I haven't seen much or any of that, so I'd be very interested to see um, what he's like outside the WWE. I remember his run with Charlie Haas being pretty fucking good back in the WWE days, if uh, if my brain is working correctly. What were the tag team? They were fucking great, weren't they? Yeah, they were like the world's greatest tag team or something like that, or Team something Angle like that. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember those days. The three of them with fucking incredible together. Uh, Angle, Kurt Angle's got to be in his prime, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, I think. He's fantastic. But, uh, man, imagine him having wrestled in New Japan. That would have been so good. But, yes, from 2013 in the Tokyo Dome, I guess Wrestle Kingdom that year, whatever number that is, uh, Masato Tanaka versus Shelton Benjamin, uh, Gen 4, 2013. There's mine. Yeah, so I think we've got a, another couple bangers there. Yeah, I'm excited to watch that because I, I think I've seen a tag match with Shelton Benjamin in it in New Japan, but this is him kind of, you know, I mean, this is years ago where he'd be more in his prime, and I'm very interested to see what he can do in a situation like that versus Masada Tanaka, who proved himself to be much more athletic than I had any idea that he was. Oh, yeah. um, you know, I'm used to seeing these uh, matches where he's just hitting – they're just getting hit in the head with a chair. But, man, he's got a lot more to offer, and I can't wait to see more of it. I'll say one thing about um, just on a totally diff- similar – it's related. But Carl uh, Anderson had a banger against Masato Tanaka. And what devastates me is uh, when I look at the list of New Japan champions, uh, they didn't give him a run with the belt because uh, I thought the machine gun would have had a pretty pretty decent reign as a never champ considering, you know, he was involved in the first uh, title match for the belt. It was it was really good stuff. So, I don't know. Never say never. I guess he's uh, too busy <laughs> being a, a tag team in Mr. Gallows, and that's perfectly fine. Hey, yeah. well, supposedly, you know, he signed that Impact, uh, signed with Impact because he wanted to go back to New Japan, and they would let him. And so you never know, man. Uh, those guys might show up here in the future, and it'll be great to see. Yeah. Uh, what they do with them, you know? I firmly believe they'll come back because uh, oh, I know um, I know Mr. Tamatonga's got a podcast, and I haven't heard every episode, but I did listen to the one where uh, Machine Gun and him were talking about the early days and stuff. And just listen to him talk and how, yeah, we'll come back, baby. We'll, you know, have a reunion and shit. Just listen to him talk, and that episode made me think, like, yeah, he's not going to AEW, dude. Like yeah. he wants to, he has a schedule that allows him to do these West Coast shit and then uh, travel with his brother, Mister Gallows, and go over to Japan. Uh, so, uh, yeah, cool. I can't wait to see him again. Um, I don't know how we get impact in Australia, so I, I don't really watch it, and I feel like I watch a million hours of wrestling anyway. So, yeah. if Impact's good and you enjoy it, awesome. I, I'm, I'm happy for you, but uh, so many hours in a day, and uh, I'd rather keep up with the best, and uh, that's New Japan Pro Wrestling, dude. That's right, and there's only one guy that we can trust to make sure it's always the best. And that's Gato. In Gato, we trust. Never fuck.